0: Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of The Robot Proof Recruiter and a facilitator and speaker. I'm, of course, joined by my gorgeous, talented talent acquisition professional co-host, who's not distracting me this week, which is really disconcerting. He won the only, the amazing Glenn Martin. Hola. Oh, that was delayed. You need to get faster with that, Glenn. Oh. <laughs> This week we are super excited to finally—and I mean finally—because like literally, the poor man has had a long wait in the queue. James Sinclair, George to speak to James Sinclair of Enterprise Alumni about all things alumni. Welcome to, to the recruiting show, Mister Sinclair.
1: Welcome, James. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: It has been Sinclair, a long wait. Man. We've been a bit mean. It, it,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, in fairness to James, he was—he he, he was patient. He was like, "Cool, I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to mm. wait my turn. Get on the show." It'll be worth the wait. It was it was oh, a wait. title already.
0: And well. Yeah. I was trying to find a, a bit moji of us being like spies and I couldn't find one. So I found one with you with your
1: mouth zipped up, which was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite close to the truth then. <laughs> yeah, you, I never let you get a word in. This
0: is true. Anyway,
1: James, back to you. <laughs> yeah, back to James. Let's let's find out about James. So you landed by virtue of the company you're working for at the moment in the world of kind of HR recruitment. Tell us a little bit about your journey before your current company.
2: Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was always in large enterprise innovation, rapid innovation, startup innovation, this concept of just hurry up and get it done. There's no problem. You can't attempt to fix in 30, 60, 90 days. If it takes longer than that, you're overcomplicating it. So I was in the startup world. I moved that into the enterprise world. and essentially built, uh, we built alumni as a proof of concept for a customer who's just talking about their offboarding not being as good as their onboarding, and why isn't it amazing? And we were like, "Cool, we built it thinking almost nothing of it." How do you spell alumni? And <laughs> three and a half years later, um, a company, a company has emerged out of it. Um, but that's where all good that's ideas fair. come no, from. No, it
0: is a l u m n. No, I'm just joking just in case somebody doesn't understand the terms, which I doubt offboarding is what when you kick people, oh no, sorry, when people choose to leave the company, well, just people leaving the company.
2: Yeah, the process that you kind of take when you have to throw your BlackBerry in the trash, your Lenovo laptop out the window, your key card back. That is the general, the yeah, that's generally <laughs> offboarding. Yep. One can call, you know, one foot out the door. Sometimes it happens two weeks before you leave. But this concept <laughs> of, uh, you know, why is leaving not the same great experience as joining? And, well, the answer is because you're leaving, but there's a more holistic answer, perhaps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of silly in this day and age, isn't it? Because sometimes people just, there is no potential growth in that company, so they go find it elsewhere.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it's a bit silly to burn them, isn't it?
1: Definitely. Yeah, certainly if you, you know, you kind of think of some of these people may be like, you know, they've grown up in your business, they've progressed in your business, Mm. and they've decided to take a, a different career challenge. On you can't, you can't view that negatively because you never know where paths paths may cross again in the future. So you never know where they're right on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. straight on the glass door. Um, but yeah, I mean, it brings us neatly to the, the subject of today's show, um, which we flashed up the title just a second ago. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> we, could, yeah, we could put our stream, we can promote Streamyard if you want.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I'm having one of those Fridays. And the good news, yeah. no banjo issues this week, but I'm just been too talking yeah, to too many people. News. My brain isn't working.
1: Cool. There we go. So alum, alumni, the recruiter's <laughs> secret weapon. Why is this so, James? <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> oof. I don't know why he's my you. <laughs> like, oh, oh, <laughs>
2: Well, there we are. Just, just lob that one in. I think... <laughs> And I think when we were talking about this title and we were thinking about this whole conversation, like, it's not so much one of our customers, my favorite way of putting is one of our customers when a senior executive leaves, the letter says, good luck with your offsite training, we'll see you when you come back because yeah. the grass, they know the grass isn't greener, they know you're gonna come back. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, if you are looking for talent, you have two choices. One yeah. is strangers, go out on the internet and find a stranger and pray, and there's a lot of data that basically says that prayer circle is not going to yield results. The other is find someone with an affinity with your firm, whether that's a someone who worked there before, someone who's affiliated, a contractor, a referral, but you find someone affiliated to your firm, the, the Obvious fact is they're just going to be a better fit. You know, people have all of these mm. tools. They're saying AI to work out if you're a better fit. There's only one way to work out if you're a good fit, and that's to work Stop with working. you and there is no other tool there is no other resume it's exactly the same and people don't love this comparison to dating on the dating apps you know you yeah. look at someone's and I was pre Tinder so I so I could I talk in third person but you know the the, the photo
0: she should be in the background because you are working from home
2: yeah i had to be had to be careful with my words uh, there but you know, if you think about the progression that you go with when you start dating versus when they find out like the real you and the resume period comes off and the real photo comes hey, is off. Is
0: this like the professional laugh and the real laugh?
2: Oh, you mean Glenn? Yeah, Glenn's I awkward know. laugh. Yeah, Glenn, talk about that.
0: Come this on. is the
1: pre-show comment. Yeah. Mean. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Digging me out.
0: <laughs> Payback for that question so early in the show. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. No. But James was in his flow then. So you he, was, he was, he yeah. was. This,
2: exactly, this is exactly it. When someone who's worked at a company comes back, this is mm. how first meetings look like. When you're yeah. new, the first meeting is awkward, it's weird, I don't know where mm. I sit, I don't know how it flows, I don't know about Glenn's awkward laugh, mm. I don't know. All of these little bits and pieces. <laughs> uh, the answer is, statistically data-wise, hiring alumni, alumni referral is just extremely rewarding time to productivity it goes down by 50 percent time to fill yeah. goes down by 50 percent. all of these stats i mean we have most of our customers will fill anywhere between like 12 and 20 percent of their open jobs by bringing yeah. people back in i mean the, the numbers are overwhelming okay,
0: okay. Mm. well hang on first off, i'm going to agree with lindsay hill here thank you lindsay uh keep the contact uh treat them well and they're connected forever and i'm going to say hello to constance from brooklyn um, but i'm also a bit concerned about if you're bringing people back in, aren't they not wanting to work there? They're left in the first place. Why, why would they want to come back? Why would you want to have them back?
2: I mean, so there's there's a lot of reasons people leave. You know, some people mm. like, well, you, some people associate leaving as just purely a negative event. And technically, mm. it may well be. You might well be right. You're leaving because you, as the company, didn't afford me whatever opportunity I wanted. Whether you yep. don't have an office mm. in Sao Paulo, you can't give me my promotion, I want more money. Mm. doesn't matter what the reason. You couldn't give it to me. I'm yep. leaving because something better came. However, yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I dislike the company. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I hold a grudge. I have spite against it. Okay, the position mm-hmm. wasn't available. I thought I was better than I was. I wanted to progress, but my manager was like, mm-hmm. you're not quite ready, but I thought mm-hmm. I was. We've all been in meetings where you're like, how did that person fall upstairs? I should have his mm-hmm. or her job. That, that occurs mm-hmm. as well. You mm-hmm. leave. You realize, actually, I enjoyed where I was. They were a good company. And also, you have just as much leverage going back. You know how to negotiate a little bit better going back to your old employer. So you're not going back at Mm. your same rate. You're going back with a little bit of an army that says, when I come in, I'm going to be impactful. I'm going to stay two years Mm. longer. I'm going to, you know, start quicker. I know this team. I know the ideas I'm going to bring. And more importantly, you know my talent score. Uh, We have a big company Mm. that that's what they track on. What's your talent score when you left? And that's how we're going to judge who, who we target but i i'm a bit I think worried about talent question.
0: score what's a talent score i haven't been employed for like 10 and a half years so what's a I, talent oh, score i've sounds-
2: i've barely been employed um, <laughs> Whether I you actually agree...
0: would go so far as to say I'm unemployable. So I'm fine in this market. This is normal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dream market. Uh, so whether you agree with scoring or not, this is not, it's not my conversation to dictate how a company runs their business. Yeah. It's not my conversation to say I disagree with the fact that you're throwing a scoring mechanism in the same way that I can't disagree when someone's like, we're running AI to work out cultural fits. And you're like, cool, let me know how that goes in three years. You know, we have another company, when I go back to talent score, that is measuring recruiters based on how with, and the one year mark after the recruit. Have they stayed a year? Were they a good employee? Did they meet the requirements? Are they on a performance improvement plan? Are they meeting the goals? And there are 50% of recruiters who are like, that's ridiculous, because if you've got a crap manager, you're gonna leave. And that could be the reason. Others yeah. are like, well, actually, what it's forcing us to do is provide a tangible metric of what is the quality of the hire that we're pushing into the organization, whether I agree or not. Mm-hmm. And talent scores right. similar, where you take right. performance and learning and all of these other mm-hmm. metrics, and you try and create a magic number that says, Katrina, congrats, you're 93. It means oh, almost Ooh, oh, almost I mean, zero. Almost zero. I mean, However, I would
0: just like to say, you're giving <laughs> me flashbacks to my youth when I used to go home with 99 out of 100. and My father would just say, where's the other mark? And that's all he would say. Yeah, it was yeah I'm point. just I'm having a where's the other well, seven? No, anyway, sorry, back to you, back to you, ignore me. I'm actually yeah. a slope of coffee in which is quite yeah, important. Right. It's early for you, isn't it?
2: It's early. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think overall what we're just seeing is companies are just recognizing that, especially when we talk about now the recovery. Mm. Yeah. Um and, and you know, I don't want to veer off left lane, so pull me back if I need to, Glenn, get your pushing oh, hook no, ready. Off you go yeah we have companies doing some of the most amazing things for the people they furloughed we had one customer uh, who's furloughed thousands of people and the ceo does a town hall every friday what's Mm -hmm. going on what's happening ask me anything and his perspective is he probably knows more about what's happening and recovery and the economics Mm -hmm. because he's on all of these boards and all of these Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and so he can answer these questions of like what are you hearing the second is he gets to be human and it's amazing. like 45 minutes, an hour. We have another customer saying, So is me being hotel- like
0: really honest? Like,
2: really honest. I just, this is how yeah. our books
0: are.
1: Superb. Because
0: I actually think some of the furloughed employees really do need to genuinely hear this is where we're at. We have this much payroll that'll get us to this point. If mm-hmm. this doesn't happen, we're here. Because yeah, actually, I think they would feel it's less about them losing their jobs and more about, oh my God, as a company, how can we survive?
2: Mm. Yeah, are they they being that
0: transparent?
2: The opening, the first three words uh, were "WTF." that's how he opened the conversation yeah and it really set the tone lowered it made everyone giggle a little bit yep. showed yep. he was human and it was clever yep. but we have another one uh, where they're pushing out learning and they're pushing out credited mm-hmm. college stuff and basically saying when we restart you better have more skills you better not come back into the same job and it's not quite as aggressive but that's the mm-hmm. intent of of their belief is they've got to create candidates versus mm-hmm. higher candidates and they have new skills they're gonna need. So they've opened up their learning management system. They've done a thing with a university. And mm-hmm. what you're just seeing is the I mean this is human recruiting. This is exactly mm-hmm. the yeah. the conversation that that we talked about, which is we get it. This is a really mm-hmm. shitty situation we're all in. Mm-hmm. We can't pay you more than X. We can't do these things. We're not bringing you back any sooner. But what do we have at our disposal? We have power of size. Mm -hmm. And what can we Mm -hmm. negotiate on your behalf? And what can we leverage on your behalf? And when it does come back, you're not gonna look at us and be like, we were crap. Instead, you're gonna be like, how can I help them rebuild? How can Mm -hmm. I help them be amazing? And I think these companies are building an army of amazing advocates. Um, I think it's incredible.
0: So out of interest, is this a US-based company?
2: Uh, no, the, uh, the first company the, with the CEO is, is in Europe and the second is a US company, The Learning.
0: Yeah, because initially here, furlough was like literally do nothing. But now mm-hmm. the government themselves have opened up a whole load of digital skills training mm-hmm. here in the UK. And now they are actually allowed to go. It, initially, it was a bit, a bit of a bizarre one.
2: Right. And you're seeing all of these new skills, mm. which you can upskill people. I mean, I know when we talk alumni, you're talking top to bottom of a company, but there are certain mm. skills associated with remote learning, with you know, remote accreditation, with, th- with these type of conversations where mm. someone mm. who's got basic skills actually can learn this. They can do a course, they can get mm. a certificate, and they can yeah. earn more money, period. And I know when we talk about mm. social recruiting, we're talking about the entire field to office, but it's mm. important to recognize mm. that mm. everyone should be have the opportunity to upskill uh, across I the board sh- of the organization. Just- So
0: initially we did start this back when social recruiting was a thing. So this started Um, with Audra and I started this like five years ago, I think it is. And it it was a thing, like, to go to social media and recruit, whereas now it's literally we just call it like a social recruiting because we're talking every Friday about recruiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, So don't worry. It's actually about every different form. Um, We have a couple of comments here. Lindsay Hill. Hi, Lindsay. Uh, Completely agree, James. We got some uh, positive feedback from our town hall. All senior managers covered all areas. Uh, Constance, transparency is key to a healthy work culture. Uh, transparency transparency and key. hello, Sarah. Like, I can't read yeah. all of yours, I can't multitask that well. Katrina, um, I mean, uh, I, I told you that I didn't read your whole
2: book, that I just grabbed some things, but I think transparency, that what companies are suddenly realizing is is you just have to be human. If you are human, you are you set the right expectations and you're transparent, you'll win. Yeah. But that doesn't apply to company. That applies to everything. It applies to a yeah, implementation everything. of Workday. It applies to how you, you work as an agency. Just be transparent, mm-hmm. set the right mm-hmm. expectations and you will find 98% of the problems mm-hmm. just disappear by themselves.
0: I mean, you think right mm-hmm. now, if you've got an expense going out that you want to stop, right? You're like, you know, I just, right now, those companies that are bending over backwards and go, okay, well, we'll give you three months off or whatever it is uh to help you so for example i'm setting up a mastermind the technology was going to start charging in april and i went could i have a delay and he said actually we're going to push everyone back to july so he just yeah. went mm. you know what the whole world needs three months and it's like uh i know others who are having huge issues with their bank and you're like they're going to leave that bank they're going to slag you off and they're never going to come back you've lost a customer mm, and all sure. you had to do was be human and treat them right so we're seeing it on the consumer yeah. side just being screwed up as well
1: so, so would you say james breather the- yeah. Would you say that, you know, from an alumni perspective, it's not just about perhaps individuals that could potentially return to the business at some point. They're also brand advocates, right? They're all also advocates for your business. So they may not directly come back and work, but they could refer somebody that could. They could, you know, they could have that that kind of advocacy for you beyond, beyond just kind of like a them being part of the team and leaving um Mm. one question i had for you another really open-ended one which was this sounds all really really exciting but if i'm a if i'm a company i'm sitting there and i like the idea of it where do i start with this you know we we know some people that Mm. we can pick the phone up to but that's not the same as a coordinated effort how do Mm -hmm. do we start what would you suggest so can i answer both of your questions that you lobbed into one Perfect. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so the
2: first. Uh, the oh, first I thing. love
0: it when the guest gives you crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what would you want? What What do you want yeah. over here, and what do you want over there? But I think I think like, Glenn <laughs> brought up a really important point. So we talk mm-hmm. about HR, recruiting, and, and whether you barrel them or not. Again, it is individual company choice. Uh, when we talk about alumni, because of the low hanging fruit. Because if you can hire ten to twenty percent of your open recs through alumni and referrals. There we are. There's your KPI, there's your business mm-hmm. case. This is a done conversation. We see about 70% of our conversations live in the HR line of business. Uh, we see about 20 live in the sales and business development, and about 10 live in 10% live in kind of marketing and comms. But you're absolutely right. You think about now, there's no ad spend. You know, so what do I want my people to do? Well, wouldn't it be amazing if you could go out to your X thousand alumni and say, hey, would you mind sharing this on LinkedIn? Would you mind liking this on LinkedIn? We need a bit of brand support. We need a bit of help mm-hmm. in this. You know, this is the time, the, probably the first time to- and only time a company's gonna be able to look at their people and say the words, we're just trying something new, bear with us. Mm-hmm. And would you so mind helping you help? us with something? Can you help, can you help yeah. with something? Like- need a hand. Yeah. Like, this is the time that you actually can say those words. We're doing, we're doing a little experiment. Can you imagine, like, a Hilton Hotels saying that to, X, you know, 27 million members? We're doing a little experiment. Bear with us if it fails. You can yeah. never do. But today, yeah. you can do exactly that. Uh, and that leads me to the second point, Glenn, which is uh, where do you start? Literally anywhere the first start takes me taking the first step and to me whether it is our platform or whether it's using linkedin or facebook or excel mm. or on a napkin we have an amazing member of our customer community um uh, the, you know we have a big customer community that all share their experiences best practices all the stuff mm. because there's no point every company doing this in a silo everyone's thinking yeah. the same thing how do i do it where do i start what's a marketing plan what's the strategy yeah, so all of our customers share them? everything Keep yeah, where do I find them? How do I yeah. hunt them? Like every question was asked <laughs> is in our community because there's no reason not to. Rising tide, and we really believe that. Every one of our customers believes that is an obligation of working with us is to share. But mm. the answer is we have someone in our community works in a very big company, and she literally does it with, you know, etch a sketch, napkin, and a prayer circle, and she does an incredible job. So this is not always about technology, this is yeah. just about okay. being human, having someone passionate executive Mm. support and a little bit of that budget. Those are the three kind of ingredients that we tell you.
0: You need Mm. somewhere to accumulate the people and keep in touch with them with ease, don't you? Mm.
2: Yeah, of course. And I would not be entrepreneurial if I wasn't like, hey, that's what we do for a living. But actually, to, to a mm. majority of companies, it's you just got to start somewhere. But you do need passionate individual, executive support, and a little yeah. bit of budget. Those three are kind of the critical steps. But start somewhere. Mm. Start on LinkedIn. Start start with your alumni. Ask them. Do they want to form? Yeah. What do they want? And I think people... Hey,
0: so they won't even hear yeah. from
1: you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the flip of that, how, how do companies make it valuable to be part Of the alumni, yeah. So you kind of rather selfishly, what's what's in it for me?
2: (laughs) It's the only question.
1: Completely about that.
2: (laughs) It's not. It's not selfishly. That's just life. It's what's in it for me. That's a especially because you're asking people to do something. After they've walked out the door and thrown that BlackBerry mm-hmm. in the trash and the Lenovo out the window, and they're going to their new job and they're excited, I don't and all know of a sudden, company
0: James was last at by BlackBerry.
2: What's <laughs> a BlackBerry? I still yeah. use one. No, no it's more the yeah. fact
0: where you really this is the last company that long ago that it was a BlackBerry. It'd be <laughs> it an <laughs> iPhone now, surely.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, a bit, it's it's a bit embarrassing. Well, you know, I still I still get occasional sent by a BlackBerry that make me smile. Um, yeah. But I think what's in it for you is the only thing that matters. So number one is I really yeah. believe, and we really believe, through our engagement model, that everything starts with, you've got to serve the alumni first. Look, you can't leave and then be like, hey, as you're leaving, you want to join our talent community. The answer is a hard no no, I'm leaving because I don't want to join your talent community. Instead, mm-hmm. it's, do you want to join our community? Do you want to stay a member of our family, part of our family, and you're gonna offer anything from benefits like we have one customer that offers a discount on all their retail stores, mm-hmm. not as valuable today, but it's still valuable online. We have another customer yeah. um, in, in travel and tourism that offers a discount on all reservations. We have also, another one that's at, gonna right, offer right this second. Again, right now, (laughs) (laughs) maybe in a hot minute, uh, but Uh, one of them has gone completely digital. And and so they've they've really ramped up their efforts and they're leveraging their alumni by offering massive discounts. So you've got discounts, you've got mentoring, you've got volunteering. So the other thing you've got to remember is when you leave a big organization, you're also walking out of all of these employee resource groups. So maybe you're part Mm. of pride or you're part of inclusion or you're part of something similar. Mm. And when you leave, you still care about that. And many yeah. companies mm-hmm. extend that group and said if you care about this while you're at the company, you probably care when you leave. I mean, it was actually the the head of DNI for one of the largest banks who said the irony that we kick you out of the inclusion group when you leave the company is just mm-hmm. is not lost yeah. here. And so the answer was mm-hmm. don't. And so now yeah. you get to stay part of it. So everything, mm-hmm. Glenn, starts and ends with how can we serve you? And we've got to remember, there's five yeah. generations of alumni. You've got everyone from a retiree to an intern, and everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So you've got to give them mm-hmm. a contextual platform, which is why the, you can't just have a LinkedIn group of 25,000 people because mm. no one wants to hear the same yeah. thing. But, uh, but you're 100% right. What's in it for me is always the starting question.
0: You don't really see anything on LinkedIn, to be fair. So even if you're in the group,
1: you know. Agreed. Well... That's that's about. We could do a whole show on LinkedIn notifications or oh, non And and Hi, for the Katrina's people ready.
0: who have joined us today who might have accidentally got two messages from me, I have no idea what's going on there. I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, but thank you <laughs> for joining us. Because <laughs> my, I yeah, it's really rude. I I'm not being notified. So Michael Goldberg had a show, and I'm like is live where's my notification and i check in my settings and it's switched on it's like it's just yeah. frustrating because they do love to roll out new features and then make them crap anywho mm. we will shall continue though because we love coming out
1: yeah like, totally. live and that'sn't it? live such facebook wherever yeah periscope youtube youtube you know, follow us on youtube the, if you really want to see us all, all, all the, the main, main channels out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so james in terms of kind of recruitment teams i like uh this could be like certainly alumni, this could be really, really kind of powerful. Um, I'm just curious to know have you kind of encountered any businesses, you know, recruitment teams that think they're doing it quite well and you've managed to really kind of accelerate that more um, and, and just kind of how you've managed to do that? Because some people may think, oh, actually, we've got a really decent alumni here and they've got like you know, 50 people or something on those lines that they keep regularly in contact with and that's manageable for them. Mm. and, you know, you've come in and kind of really scaled it for them. Any stories around that? I Any examples? To, yeah, so many examples. I'd love to name some names here. Um, so uh,
2: <laughs> I I think the answer is almost everyone in the world recognizes they could be doing something different or better, but some people are like, okay, this is the toolkit we've got. I've got no more time mm. or bandwidth to uh, to, mm. to, to I, another tool, another thing, probably a really impactful Somebody one is into
0: Oh, I have to go mm-hmm. over
2: here. And, I have and so we have remember to open have, it
0: in the morning. Oh, yeah,
2: And it's not going to happen. There's a responsibility uh, now of data, whether we're serving the alumni or the recruiter, that we bring it to them. You know, So mm-hmm. as a recruiter, you should get an email. Here's your requisition. Here's five alumni that could be a good fit for it. If you don't bring data to the people, they're not going to go hunting for it. Or you've got to assume mm-hmm. that a majority won't hunt for it. And so we mm-hmm. are really of the belief, go where people is. And one of those changes that we made was so we they saw- load
0: like a, a, a- job description on their applicant tracking system site, it will work in conjunction mm-hmm. with yours to go, hey, Glenn's your person. He's got the skills yeah. you're looking for. He's yeah. in the yeah, alumni. Absolutely.
2: He's wow. in the group cool. and he's opted in and he's looked at a job before, or he's ticked a box and said he's willing to be recruited. There's some sort of, mm-hmm. we have a lot of predictive analytics in there to say, we think this is a good time because if Glenn left mm-hmm. yesterday, we're not even gonna surface his name. He left yesterday, he's not coming back. Give the, mm-hmm. give the guy a minute. Um but I think the so if one might have be
0: all blacklisted. Don't have her back. She's so bad. Well we blacklist <laughs> Glenn
2: anyway. Just straight blacklisted. Of the fear. Is
0: blacklisted.
2: <laughs> it was the laugh. It was the laugh that they the We were like, we can't deal with it here. It's not appropriate on our Zoom calls. We're just uh, I know.
1: But the one in the one in uh,
2: in APAC, the conversation was around their email open rates uh, for their alumni when they had requisitions. And so we rolled out a test feature with them, an amazing company, um, into WhatsApp. Basically, when you signed up, you could say, do you want to, you want to be WhatsApp communicated data. with via WhatsApp mm-hmm. or email? And what we found What's in up? this very specific region was literally like 99% WhatsApp. Now, the company can still choose to do whatever they want. The company can be like, that's yeah. nice to use said WhatsApp. Here's an email. But we implemented WhatsApp and we saw something like 80%, 90% conversion rates. We saw numbers that we've never seen because right. people are like, you're coming to where I live and that's yeah. what I want mm-hmm. you to do.
0: That going into more the actual recruitment, you know, but back when I was training and now I'm facilitating, but this is such a conversation I have so often. Ask people how they want to be communicated yeah. with you, yeah. decide. Um, and I see it with business owners as well, where they're like, I'm only going to be available on this channel. And you go, but I get Instagram DMs from people, you know. It's oh, yeah. usually uh, my dog. Totally. He's not jumped in. Banjo's actually sound asleep next yeah. to me. Um, so, actually, no, I think there's something wrong with him. Sorry. He's been shaking really? for a little while. Yeah. Really? Oh, sorry. Right. Ignore me. Continue. Just talk about the cat. Um, but I just, I love the fact you're asking. And so yeah. you're, you're like doing the research that actually what's the way forward. I
2: think that's probably the biggest thing that we brought to companies is you yeah. talk about being transparent and setting expectations. That mm. comes with tangible results and setting goals. You can't set yeah. the right expectations mm-hmm. if you don't have a goal to hit. And if you don't have a goal to hit, you can't build a strategy to achieve that goal. So recruiting, yeah. because we're so busy recruiting, is not an answer. You know, recruiting yeah. because there's so much to do is not a, a goal. You know, how many you filled is not a goal. The question, you know, one of the first questions we ask is how many people do you already have in your company that, have, that used to work for you? How many boomerang mm-hmm. hires? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know, we can't track. Well, shouldn't we start there? Like, isn't that a good place to, to maybe think? Because if you have 12%, there's your business case. If you have 2%, yeah. Yeah. there's your business case. If you have 1%, there's your business case. And so being able to show people what BI and what we've introduced into a lot of recruiters and to a lot of people across the HR line of business is how you can use business intelligence to actually answer questions. Not just a dashboard that says, this is how much happened, but can I use the data to say, this is working? You know, WhatsApp versus email, how do you actually use mm. data? I think our biggest mm. thing we brought to our customers is not only opening up this talent pool, it's a different way of thinking and a more agile way of thinking that says, well, one second, I hear you, let's try it as a hypothesis, let's put it into a data point, let's put it into a dashboard, let's Mm. measure it and let's watch this live. And so often our customers like one second, we're gonna see real time, whether or not Mm. my gut was correct. And I think people forget that about AI or Mm. machine learning is it's all 50% computers, but it's 50% kind of domain expertise. A team of people Mm -hmm. saying, I understand why that's happening. I can give you insights or guidance or guardrails. Mm -hmm. So we see that a lot with, with the recruiters know their business top mm. top to definitely. bottom you know why everything's happening
0: yeah mm-hmm. um evan herman happy birthday uh he, he, i'm not going to read out his entire rant. he's had a little rant on facebook but he's basically saying yes ask people instead of assuming yeah
1: definitely and i think ask. it's, uh, it's a, a bit of a rewind on what you, you kind of said there james but um certainly with regards to let's let's talk about kind of the employee referral program mm. right that that kind of like uh, once monthly email that goes around to everybody that kind of just gets completely ignored and, and shoved into trash straight away because there's far more mm. important stuff in the inbox um now if you're kind of talking about kind of sending them a whatsapp message and just sort of saying hey look you know could you help us with this we're communicating this way it's far more conversational and, and you're mm. high, more than likely to get a response right rather than an email that just kind of gets filed yeah we have an
2: amazing insurance company that if you are an alumni and you refer someone for a job whether they get it or not you get a ten dollar gift card to starbucks there and then immediately automated um, and 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 the first response was these are senior people they don't give a shit you know what almost yeah, 100%, al- almost 100 percent redemption. yeah of course they do a coffee's a coffee it's
0: instant recognition yeah. Yeah, it's gratitude,
2: reward. It's all that. It's not about the dollar figure. Uh, We Mm -hmm. haven't, I mean, Microsoft are quite well known that if you refer someone a laptop or an Xbox, and so mm. it's not about the money, it's about that instant recognition, about being a thank you, and a lot of companies are extending mm. it to their alumni because mm. I, think, I think something like 15% of alumni referred people, are, you're 15% more likely to get the role. Like the data is yeah. mm. just starting to become overwhelming that we can mm. move away mm. from we think and we're looking at and we're exploring mm. to actually that's not how the world works anymore. There's enough data yeah. out there that we can just put a proof point on it.
0: Actually, so um, constant, uh, oh, Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Constant Woodson has asked a question, which is like, are there any entrepreneurial or contract work, social networking ideas? Um, I think actually what you're saying, go back to people that you've worked with before. If mm-hmm. you're looking for work as well, Like rather than trying to look for a job and, you know, find an mm-hmm. opening right now. It really is just going and having conversations with people you've worked with before, perhaps, and saying, how are you? Mm-hmm. Like, don't hit them yeah. straight up with a job. Actually yeah. say, how are you? How's the coping? How's it? Has it Mm -hmm. been in this market? And then go into it when they ask you how you are. I spoke to a
2: guy last week who basically treats all of his business colleagues um, in a CRM because it's so easy to forget to check in. And Mm -hmm. yes, people will say that's not very human and you shouldn't need a Mm -hmm. CRM for your business colleagues. But he's Mm -hmm. like, look, I have thousands of people that I actually know and care about Mm -hmm. and I see their posts and it makes me smile. And I need to make sure that I do check in because otherwise it's going to be seven years and my next check in is going to be when I need something and I'm going to regret it. See, no, to me, that
0: is human. It. That's using the mm. technology to create engagement, which is what the whole book's about. Because Somebody yeah. pulled me out and said, so you don't want recruiters to be ready for technology. And I'm going, no, read the book. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it's all read about... The book, uh, yeah. Can I just throw out again, royalties to charity. Every time I plug it, yeah. it's the royalties to charity. Um, but it's, it's use the technology to help you, not mm-hmm, the other yeah. way around. Well, I think we've been very good at using it as a blocker, which yep. is why I think mm. we're grilling you so much. How are we using this to... stay engaged Mm. Now, if i've just rolled out your product where do i start as far as actually making sure that glenn is engaged Mm. i think that's that
2: that's the opening question that's the only question that matters because if Mm. we serve glenn well we being the organization if we Mm. are good to glenn if we are respectful and if we meet his needs then you get to activate him and activate might mean (laughs) share my linkedin it might mean recruit it might mean a (laughs) referral it might mean might I don't think out. that
0: translates across the word. That part of word across the pond. Yeah. That word. No, I've yeah. something
1: else over here. Sorry, ring room. Where are you going with that? <laughs> I just enjoyed my product. <laughs> Where is your mind this afternoon, Katrina Collier? In the gutter, clearly. Look, I have cabin fever. I need to get out. <laughs> one one thing I, I'm thinking of, James, as we're talking around the sort of alumni. Now, a lot of kind of recruitment companies, HR companies. Um, that you know they want to do events they want to do kind of they want to produce content they want to produce maybe podcasts interviews and stuff like that and certainly with events the the biggest challenge is always kind of getting uh you know kind of critical mass a number of people to attend the event now clearly if you have an alumni that's mm. a captive audience immediately that would be possibly interested immediately in, in attending that event and it, so mm. i can see the sort of advantages and say within that alumni know if you want to do kind of some podcasts and that you've got people Mm. that you can go to straight away that would be warm and receptive to potentially helping you with that
2: and not just not just like weird people that have done like nothing we're talking about if you think about alumni of many organizations 10 20 30 years later they're board members they're ceos and they remember where they started i think i heard a story recently i did a podcast with uh the global head of alumni at EY, and I think he said that a guy that started in their tax accounting office for four years is now on the board of Coca Cola, and and people don't forget where they started. People don't forget their original yeah. bosses. People don't forget the people that oh, kind of so come put on, them James Sinclair. What
0: was your first job? Where did you start?
2: Uh, I think it was McDonald's, and I'm pretty sure I got fired.
0: Yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken.
2: I think Five I, years. Five I can't years. remember. It's Actually, AFC it might be, now, isn't it? Because I might have just stolen wedding, my. Si- if
0: you call it that. <laughs> I might have just stolen
2: my sister's first job. I can't remember if it was mine or my sister's first job, but but either way, one of us was at McDonald's and one of us got fired.
0: I got fired from McDonald's <laughs> after a month. So I got my job at McDonald's because I've been at Kentucky Fried Chicken for three years. And so then let's they talk were about just this. so they were so ridiculous that I just basically told them off. And the very next time I saw the manager who fired me. He was a waiter at a ball I was at, and I spent the whole night clicking my fingers and demanding wine. Oh, 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 oh. It's not very. What's a birthday boy written over here? Goodness Can me! Can I ask a page? question,
2: Katrina, about that? Yes. Which is which is this point of okay? So you and I <laughs> technically have a flag next to our name of not eligible for five from McDonald's. Yeah. So you got a McDonald's HR yeah. system, and we have that flag. But I'd like I'm to be proud of that flag. A few <laughs> minutes later, a few weeks later, a few years later, not only am I eligible for rehire because I got fired, I'm now going to be. I'm a bet I would be a better employee for McDonald's because of what they taught me. So it's the same of this mm-hmm. concept around whether you're eligible for rehire or regrettable mm-hmm. loss because they were a people soft expert. But now we're moving to Workday. Yeah. Turns out. You are not a regrettable yeah. loss anymore, but maybe mm. you're now a workday expert. And I think how people treat their peoples uh, and there's yeah. this open conversation a- around, actually, why am I not eligible for rehire? Mm. Yeah, I
0: definitely. think the world has changed a lot, though, and I'm going back a really long time, um, which will become all very clear of my birthday in a few weeks. But um, the Internet was the big thing that made the world very different. And that mm-hmm. rehire thing is much more important because obviously every time you treat someone badly it ends up on the internet as well so for sure big difference
2: and where do you want people yeah. to vent do you want them to vent on your own alumni platform or you want them to vent on glassdoor we have a company in the mm-hmm. uk that says if our if our users and our alumni are going to have a tantrum let it be on our
1: platform absolutely mm-hmm. and what about i'm kind of thinking also about kind of feedback <laughs> like you know the old the old exit interview where nobody mm-hmm. nobody's really 100% truthful because they uh they kind of, they're leaving, so it doesn't matter as much now, um, and certainly they want to maybe, you know, chance you know, really kick off. And get, and <laughs> Where get, do get, I start? Get, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, actually having an alumni mm. and, and being able to go to them for feedback around their experiences, their thoughts mm. around culture, and actually getting that tangible feedback, I think, could be really valuable as well. I mean, there's, there's I'm just kind of thinking there's so many possible um, kind of use cases, totally for actually having a fully functioning alumni, is it's exciting, I think it's, it's, you know, certainly if recruitment teams are not thinking about it or HR teams are not thinking about it, they should do, definitely, going forward. We have
2: a customer, uh, Glenn, a year after you leave, they send you an email, what tools and technologies are you using now but you couldn't use, and you wish you had at the company but you couldn't because our IT team is just so politically awful. And they've worked out how to say it much more eloquently. Mm. Um, and the overwhelming answer was, we hate our version of Skype. What do I use now? Anything but Skype anything but this, anything but that, anything, anything but this, yeah. literally anything and the, the, the volume, and it wasn't all quite as, as uh, you know, humorous as that, but in general was mm-hmm. I use things like Zoom or WebEx or Teams mm-hmm. now, all of these mm-hmm. tools. So now when I join a call, there isn't a 50-50 chance it's not gonna work. And, and so it forced mm-hmm. the IT team to address this answer because you now had a volume mm-hmm. of people a year later mm-hmm. who were saying, if you had just given me this, I'm not saying I wouldn't mm-hmm. have left, I'm just saying I would have had a happier day or I would have had a more productive day. And so, you're absolutely right, Glenn. Hey, a year later,
0: like, am I ready to throw my, my feedback? More productive day. Don't you sometimes wonder how these IT departments end up with such control? So, I'm training this mm-hmm. gorgeous uh, HR team in Budapest in Hungary, and their IT department will not give the new starter their laptop for one whole week. So, the person comes, they're nervous, they want to make a really big you know, entrance and start, they have to wait an entire week. That's just outright, they cannot get them to change their way and one of the trainees in the room it's two and a half months no. and he goes i feel really stressed on sunday even though i probably shouldn't i want to check all of my stuff and be ready to go in on monday i'm behind mm. the eight ball every monday because i haven't got the technology they still haven't given me my kit and i'm just in there going are you kidding how did that, they that, end that company that company
2: will not survive and whether it's this pandemic mm. or whether it's next next problem At or some crisis, point. Mm. that company yeah. Is 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 surviving by a thread because brute force, which is what that is, mm. brute force, mm. weird dictatorship versions of how you can crazy. operate in your business doesn't work in the long run. But it's always like one way to
0: lost productivity. One whole like
1: yeah.
0: it's we've stupid. just decided you won't start and be productive. Yeah, crazy. Well, crazy, crazy. with the
1: fact that they they don't feel fully connected to the business as well. No. They're in it, but they're not a but part not. of it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. you know what I mean. You like not having your security
0: but, pass, wouldn't it? You yeah. can't get in the door. Yeah, in up. the lobby.
1: Yeah, yeah, Very relying strange. on somebody to collect you from reception.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, crazy. Bit of a bizarre approach, that's for sure.
0: Very
1: so strange. It... Oh, go
0: on, Katrina. No, 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 my rant is oh, over. Uh, I just I have to throw what? a rant in every show. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> just one thing. James is
0: getting like, further and further away. i will be like off the screen. Sorry, I was, I, was, I, was, I
2: was leaving back. I'm going to fly I'm going to fly
1: <laughs> back. For yeah. yeah, I, I love working from home. It's
0: so much more relaxed. You get cats, you get dogs. I stopped shaking. I don't know what that was all about. Um, <laughs>
1: Is he okay? Right? I don't
0: know. I called in help who's not answering me. So <laughs> well,
1: Dolly, Dolly's left my lap now. She's uh, she oh. decided it's clearly not that comfortable. She preferred to be on the floor.
0: <laughs> so, have you? do you always work at home, James?
2: So, I actually, uh, our office, don't ask me how I happen. Our offices are two minutes from my house. And so, uh, I used to be like the most gung ho home worker. I'm perfect at home. Don't bother me. Like, mm. I crush it, I get dressed, I do the thing. And then we moved into an office about two and a half years ago. uh, And now, when I'm at home, like zero productivity <laughs> to a certain extent but, but i but I'm also pretty good because I work quite hard during the week and I respect my weekends so on the weekends yeah. I check my email I look at stuff but mm. it's very rare that I will open my laptop and take an hour or take two hours and then I restart mm. generally Sunday night similar to what you talked about mm. with your company in mm. Budapest Sunday night I will start to prep my week and just make yeah. sure that I I know what I've got coming um but I, so I think yeah, you're more well well relaxed
0: aren't you just spend that little bit oh. of time yeah, but what? Yeah. So, what made you? Is it, did you get an office? Because there's more than one of you now, kind of thing. Like you got team, or because it went from an idea. It went from an idea yeah.
2: that we had for one thing to, uh, to you know, we're very fortunate. We we have many many customers. They're all massive, and we were like, okay, yeah. you know, all's all's grown up. The standard kind of mm-hmm. path that, that we've taken. Um, but I actually now love love the office concept, and we're really it's it's. So how, how are you thing. adjusting
0: right now then? The same know. as
2: everyone. So same, as everyone. May- mayhem. I'm making up as I go along. Yep. Prayer yep. circles and a lot of laughter.
1: Do you have any laughter, animals
0: or children to interrupt? or
1: Glenn's yeah. going on to that. Hmm? Yeah, where's where's bear? Where is he? I, ha- I have four big dogs.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. awesome! Uh, one I of them is, is a, a new husky. Uh, new husky. Two German <laughs> shepherds. Uh, you can Very imagine awesome. that. Uh, so important you can imagine the, yeah. uh, that our house is a bit of fluff around it but yes always, so, always interrupt everything the other,
0: the other burning question going through my head though is like oh. okay so right we have an alumni it's got twenty five thousand people in it how many people does it take to run that using your no. tech we might as well give your tech another plug
1: yeah <laughs> go, go on what's the name right, of well, your we company do it. james go on glenn <laughs> <laughs> it's of? in the book yeah <laughs> i was but about to say glenn serious, thank you like yeah if no, you've i get not,
0: like. How many, what's the prime? Like number of people just look after so many.
2: So I would tell you it's a maturity cycle uh, because most companies don't come in and be like, okay, we've got a new program. We've got nine people and this, but no, no. Here's Mm -hmm. one person a few hours a week at best, maybe yeah. less. And then what we do, and we do a lot of the BPO services, so we do a lot of the stuff for the customer. Yeah. For, new, for new big companies, we do the hunting of the people, we do a lot of the activation. Yeah. And because our community has planned everything, it doesn't take, we don't need that innovation cycle. But mm-hmm. in general, I mean, we have, we have a Fortune 500 that has one person uh, that checks in with us for one hour every week. We go through yeah. what's happening, what they're developing. We do a lot of the work for them. But as mm-hmm. you start to see it gain momentum, you start to see this conversation where sales come in, DNI come in, yeah. You know, all these different teams come in and say, well, one second. And so we're actually moving a lot of our customers to think about alumni as a utility. Instead of being yeah. in a weird basement, you know, hey, this is, you know, Frank and Karen in the basement. They run the alumni program. Why isn't it like IT or or recruiting or social, where essentially you're able to say, these are the services I can offer to the other elements of the business to drive something forward. And so you're starting to see that little shift where where alumni is coming a little bit out of the basement and into kind of the the boardroom of, look at this and it's working.
0: Yeah, I think Evan's incredibly long comment on the side there has something to do with the diversity. Actually, how do you ensure that Mm -hmm. if it's just your people going in?
2: Yeah, I didn't get to chapter two of Evan's comment, um, but yeah.
0: yeah I, <laughs> so can you see Evan's comment? I didn't know you could see it as well.
2: I, I could, but I, but I got stuck did, in chapter one. I'm waiting for people I know it's very hard
0: when you're trying to talk live very well and I'm like looking down at <laughs> yes. LinkedIn and I'm looking over there at Facebook and occasionally I'm like, I lose it, but yeah.
2: Well, um, you're only refilling, you know, at max, you're filling about 20% of those jobs, but also of those 20% right. of those recs you're filling, not all of them are direct boomerangs. A lot of those are referrals as well. Yeah. But diversity mm-hmm. is not about diversity of of you know skin color, race, religion, ethnicity. Diversity is also Euro. diversity of opinion. Yeah, you know, and, and that's as important. And the reality hmm. is, if I leave here and I go to another company, I'm going to get new skills. We have one bank Good who experience. has what they call their unicorn hire, which is someone who is in risk compliance at the bank, leaves and goes to risk compliance at another bank, and then comes back because they will have very, very specific skills that can only happen one way. Mm-hmm. And their value of a unicorn high, they put it like a hundred and something thousand dollars in savings because it's just so difficult for them to get it. So yep. diversity, this is not about saying no to diversity. This is about saying, hey, some roles also just require something being done. Some roles yep. don't require diversity from a innovation or an opinion perspective. Sometimes I just need the best person to start the quickest. And mm-hmm. I just need mm-hmm. a role complete. And especially when we think about recovery, right yeah. now, a lot of our HR mm-hmm. teams are saying, right, let's use this time to make sure we know who our alumni are, where they are, what their mobility mm-hmm. and availability is. Yeah. We have one amazing company is reaching out to all of their retirees saying, look, mm-hmm. when we start up, if you retired in the last four years, are you willing to help us? Are you willing to do part time because mm-hmm. you're going to be productive day one? You know everyone in the company. Yeah. We're going to be able to onboard you. What, and what almost industry every retiree uh, travel and tourism.
0: Yeah. Cool. I, I feel yeah. for them.
2: And and by the way, every word Actually, I, is, I disagree. Yeah.
0: Though I would I would hope actually that's the talent acquisition department doing that because I think to be honest, I think HR are still in shock because they're the person mm. they're the person having to deliver the furlough or you know the redundancy mm-hmm. or they're that person who's doing everything they're being told to by senior leaders and actually I think they're copying a lot of crap at the moment. I, yeah I, I yeah, yeah, I feel for them. And, the and then all over. of a sudden, we've just got everyone to work from remotely, gone through all of the headache of that. And now it's like, okay, well, people are going to start coming back. Are you ready? And you're like, Ugh. oh, <laughs> really stressful period for them all. Oh, sorry. Oh, so, another talent, side rant. Talent
2: acquisition teams yeah. must come out of this different, better, more robust, stronger, whatever the word yeah. you want to use than how they went in. If there was any belief mm. that you're going to come out of this the same way or pre or how it was before, just, you mm. know, it, it's – it's not gonna happen and, and get over that and move forward. And yeah. this is the time for talent acquisition teams to rise up to say, Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. We know how to serve this business, we know how to plan recovery. And when recovery mm-hmm. comes, you watch this team's gonna crush it for you.
0: We're ready. And
2: I think, mm-hmm. and I think this is that opportunity. We're ready. Exactly that. When was the last mm-hmm. time Talk someone back. in TA said, mm-hmm. Where is my board level seat? because this, we are organizationally mm. going to crush this business for you.
0: It's because the people we that can... bring in the people are always the most undervalued in the organization. It's absolutely mad. No.
1: Maybe um, not today.
0: Not today. That went very, very fast. That was not awesome. Five minutes of sheer conversation. That
1: awesome.
0: Um, next week, we have the ever fabulous Tanji Peshis on the show. I actually have no idea what we'll be talking about. Oh, I do know what we're talking about. Um, Tanji has 18 years experience of handling those hiring managers remotely oh,
1: so wow. she's got yeah, actual cool.
0: experience to share with you all wow. so i bring it on unlike some of these people who are giving advice who've been doing it for like one minute um so i'm super <laughs> excited to get Tangie <laughs> on the show um, because she's had it to the point where her hiring managers didn't know she was remote that's how well she does that's it impressive. so yeah, she's got loads that's of, but, yeah and she's also yeah. a, absolutely Fantastic human. So I'm looking forward to that yeah. next Friday. Cool. That will be at exactly the same time, which is 3 p.m. Mm. British summertime. And as I've been sitting here squinting because the sun's been out, we will call it that this week. um yeah. And 10 a.m. Eastern. So uh,
1: hopefully you can and all join
0: in next
1: week. 100%. And we're going to be James.
0: Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, I am
1: totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm shouldering my way in here to sort of oh, yeah. say, James, thank you so much. It's been a really good I was really, so really gonna do cool that show. just in case I thought I was rude. Yeah. Glenn and, and Katrina, uh, thank you. You guys have an awesome community. I hope you're it was building. worth the wait.
2: It, was, it yeah. was absolutely brilliant. You guys are crushing it. I'm so glad to be this community. Thanks for letting me on. I appreciate it.
0: No, thank yeah, you for coming on good. and sharing all of that. Yeah. Like loads. It's really cool. I Until, might I, I, add an extra paragraph to the book when I rewrite
1: it. 100%. <laughs> and tell everybody where they can find you, James. Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. Enterprise alumni, alumni enterprisealumni.com or the word enterprise
2: alumni anywhere on the internet, in all the usual places. If you can't find us, you might have bigger problems.
0: (laughs) Ah, This is, oh, this is, I'm sorry, this we are, Jerry Crispin, you just made it in before I shut. That is a humongous compliment from the Mr. Crispin. I think the Enterprise alumni platform has a very workable model. I like what James has done. Kudos. Kudos. Oh, and the great man has spoken. Yeah. We always loved him. I love and, him uh, too, he's fabulous. I love yeah. having a red wine with him, to be fair. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that thank, very you, thank note. you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone mate. that's asked those of questions. Hello, Liz Nevitt. You're coming on soon. I've just seen her. Thank, thank you for all the new people who've joined us as well. Uh, hopefully you will join us again mm-hmm. at the same time next week. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody.
1: Have a good week
0: we weekend. See you soon. Take it easy. Bye. 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 <laughs>